Hello, everyone. It's the Wine Hour, the talk show that removes your wine anxiety. It's so great to be back. Uh, first time in 2023, and we're starting with Under Pressure with Queen and David Bowie. All of today's music has been chosen by our special guests, and it will be available as a Spotify playlist very soon. And I just love every single part of the of the music. What happens when we are all plugged in and our lives are directed by artificial intelligence? What happens when we become entirely drugged by the so-called ease and power of new technologies? If some of you have read A Brave New World by Aldous Oxley, you will understand what kind of things I'm talking about. Well, actually, nothing good can happen, I can tell you. It's only in the past 20 years that the current technological advances really emerged into our lives, a blip in human history. I grew up in a pre-internet time when things happen regardless of technology, albeit slower. But was that really a problem? No, we lived well. We took the time. We probably had a more balanced life than today. And one of the main reasons was our connections to others. For things to happen, we needed to go out. We needed to meet others. We needed to go in nature. We were not secluded behind our screen. Don't get me wrong. I love technology and its convenience, but it's a tool, a mere tool. It must not play a central part in our lives. Thankfully, there are places where this true connection still exists. Restaurants. And chefs play a very important role, like a last line of defense. They understand our relationship to the land, to the animals, to nature, to the people growing the food. They understand how important those social connections taking place around the meal are because it is their raison d'être. So it is only refreshing to see more and more chefs out of the kitchen being vocal because they understand the importance of that link, the importance of real connections. Wish you were here, Pink Floyd. This is now going is gonna get better and better. <laughs> so here's today's menu. So first, an encore, Jamie Akosh, uh, Michelle, and Emily will talk about uh, how AI will impact the world of food and wine. Then, in license to taste, Tanisha will give you example of what happened recently uh, with AI. With there's a lot of talks about ChatGPT. Actually, we're gonna do a live demonstration of what it can do. Uh, and then in her wine minute. She will tell you uh, about what French cuisine means to American and when they expect when they travel to France. And finally, in Have a Drink With Me, we'll have a cozy conversation with our special guest, Michel Roux and Emilio. Now, before we start, let me introduce you to today's cast. Jane. Little Mac, coming from London, it's a marvelous honor, privilege, and pleasure to welcome our special guests, Emily Roux and Michel Roux. Good evening. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we had to, to get the cheer ups, <laughs> part of it. How are you today? Uh, well, I'm, I'm great, actually. It's my day off. So yeah, I know. <laughs> did, you, did, you run, did you run the marathon yesterday? No, 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 no. In in my mind, yes. Uh, in my mind, I'm a 20 year old, uh, but uh, in reality, I'm a 63 year old, and my my knees are knackered. Yeah, yeah. To marathon the knees usually don't really go very well together. Mm. 
And now. So this is a Space Oddity by David Bowie. So these are our Space Oddities, our wine dream team. They're coming to you across uh, actually the world. It's a global show. Someone in Washington, D.C., someone in Paris, someone in London. Uh, now we're going to be starting in uh, actually in the U.K. Watermelon sugar, uh, Harry Styles, and when I think of watermelon sugar, it can only be Akwash Fortsek. He's coming to us from Bordeaux. He had tried about 150 wines today, something like that. Good evening, Akwash. Good evening. Yes, yes. It's the 2022 Bordeaux on Premier campaign. So if you do a show at the end of April, you can sure find me here. No question about <laughs> it. So. <laughs> Sounds here good. I am. Forget me, Lewis Capaldi from Paris. Tanisha Townsend. Good evening, Tanisha. Good evening. How are you today? I'm good. Had a good day. Good. It's going to end well. I'm telling you that. And now across the pond. Nineteen seventy-six by RJD two. There were some some strange names in the list. <laughs> I love the music anyway. Good afternoon, Jamie in DC, conquering the US. How are you? Indeed, I'm doing very well, very very well. Just had a trade tasting and interviewed for a radio show, and then I have a press thing tonight. And in the meantime, I get to see my fabulous wine hour peeps. So I'm very oh, nice. happy. So we, 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 we're going to cheer that. We're going to cheer that. <laughs> <laughs> so if at any point in time you want to ask questions, you can raise your hand, put your, put your questions in the chat, or you can come on video if you want to, or audio, whatever you feel more comfortable with. Uh, it's a show where everyone is welcome. So grab a glass of wine, a glass of chai, a glass of water, a glass of anything, just uh, having a drink and uh, wishing you a wonderful evening. Cheers to all. And here we go. Golden hour, JVKE. You pronounce it like this, or is it something different? <laughs> No idea. I guess. I guess it sounds good. Anyway, uh, uncorked. Uh, so today it's about AI and how it will impact the world of food and wine. But just before we start, I'm going to run a quick poll, and uh, you're going to tell me uh, what you think, and we look at the answers uh, afterwards. So, is it the end of the world? Are sommeliers and wine makers and wine tasters and and actually even chefs are they? It's gone. That's it. ChatGPT is going to take over the world. Do you still have a future? Yes? No? Maybe? <laughs> I think no way. Not in no, that segment. Not in that segment? Why not? No. Well, if you're in a data business and entry-level accounting and law and stuff like that, I think you're at a much higher risk than Jamie trying to figure out with AI how to make her vintage in Cabernet Sauvignon and Sauvignon Blanc and how it's going to taste better. 
data gathering definitely helps for past, but I don't believe I don't believe that uh, uh, the execution of the product itself in our business is actually going to be that much influenced by AI on the production side. Consumer side is a different story, but on the production side. Yeah, and I, I will say, I think, um, I mean, I know, Antoine, you have a very rosy view of the past, pre-technology, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and, and there is something to be said for, obviously, human connection and getting outside and all of those sorts of things. Uh, but there's a lot that technology has allowed us to do and freed us up to do. And I'm just, from our very small anecdotal sample, um, we actually are starting to use chat GPI, GPT rather, to, um, to actually help with newsletters and all of the content that we need to produce in order to actually speak with our consumers. And it's not that we just like put the things in there, ask chat GPT and publish it. You know, obviously there's still some editing that goes on and there's still things, but it's a huge time saver for a small team. Um, and I think knowing our consumers better is absolutely essential, um, is super, super important. Um, and so I think there's a lot of the technology that's really helpful to us. And, and let's face it, at the end of the day, there may be some wines that are made by AI, but guess what? There are some wines that are basically made by AI today. I mean, you know, it's, it, you have, large industrial production and you have small um, artisanal production, in, like in the food industry, right? I mean, there's a big difference between massive fast food change that produce the same thing around the world over and over again, and the things that um, our amazing guests produce. Uh, they're, they're incredibly different and there's space for both of them, but I don't think the McDonald's supply chain will ever necessarily be super hyper present in three-star Michelin restaurants. Um, but that's not to say that it's not helpful somewhere else. Okay. Michelle, what do you think? Yeah, I, I mean, I, I agree with Jamie. I, I think it already exists. I think there are some uh, mass wine producers which are already using AI. Um, and some mass uh, producers in our, in our industry, in the food industry, that are already using it uh, and uh, to, uh, for, for a good cause. Um, but there will always be room, I think, for the individual, for um, the, the, the maverick human touch. Uh, and uh, at least I hope so. Emily? Couldn't agree more with uh, what my father just said. Um, <laughs> really? That's not real. That's that's <laughs> that does happen. We talk about that. But it afterwards. does happen. It does happen. <laughs> we, we talk about that afterwards. Don't worry. <laughs> we get into that aspect. <laughs> just as a disclaimer, I'm using ChatGPT a lot, and I think they are great, fantastic tools. However, the the problem that I that I that I have, and it's not that I have a rosy view from the past. I think that people have been so focused on technology as as an end in itself, not as a tool, and it should su support us, service us, and not lead our lives. And I think where you were talking about, you know, being critical and being analyzing what what you know the output of ChatGPT or any kind of technology, and then use that for you know to save time etc i get that i I'm, I'm using it i'm saying it but 
there's more and more people that get so focused on that. Okay, here's an example. Okay, you go to a restaurant. Okay, technology is great. They sit down at a table. Everyone is on their own phones. Is that normal? <laughs> What's the point? <laughs> well, I don't know. I don't know about Michelle, but I mean, there is in 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 the in the chefs industry, there was this joke going around, and you know, if somebody doesn't take a picture of your food, you ask him, "You don't like my food? What's wrong with you? Why don't you take a picture of my food?" Right? Everybody does this nowadays, right? And uh, it's everything is at our fingertips, right there. But ultimately, what my point is. What we experience in the wine industry and in the food industry as well, a great dish that you're going to eat is still going to remain something that is going to be personal to you. And AI is not going to be able to take it away from you. And I hope it won't take it away from us. You know what I mean? That's what I mean. Because that's the personal experience that we'll have. And um, well, go ahead. No, 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 I was just going to say, Akash and, and Antoine, if, if everybody's on their phone, Maybe you're just going out to dinner with really boring people. I don't know. Like you don't have anything to talk about. Yeah. So, so why go in the first place? I'm kidding. Exactly. Uh, but I also, I do think there's also a space um, and a really important usage for AI and technology in terms of creating access. And we've talked about this on this show before. The wine industry traditionally has been pretty exclusive. It's been pretty um, opaque and difficult to kind of get to know. And I think there are some really wonderful uses of technology that are helping this wonderful world that we love of wine and food and hospitality and all of those things to just be more accessible to people and, and help people feel like they have a place there. As you were, as you're talking about access. Okay. So we're going to, we're going to do an example. We're going to do something live now with ChatGPT to talk about understanding wines and some information that you can get out of it. We, we did the test with Akash a couple of days ago and it was kind of mind blowing. Here's the first question. Give me wines with taste profile similars like Chateau Cheval Blanc 1997. And this is what it's going to answer. So what is interesting is that sometimes the information that you're trying to look for is very hard to get because you need to know people. Sometimes on the web, it's not very mm -hmm. convenient to look for that. So I, I, I get that part and I understand that it can be you know, a bit complicated to do that. Okay, so this is, this wow. is the answer. That's awesome. Wow. Yeah. yeah. It is. It's really kind of in this particular example. It's basically just taking Google and making it more specific and precise, right? Well, like it, it does. Search. It does the thinking for you, right? So the Google will throw the data at you, whereas this mm -hmm. one is going to go into the data, sort the data, whether you like it or not. I mean, at the end of the day, it's in still it's in infancy, but already in its infancy is able to show things that. If you agree or not, whether ozone is similar to Cheval Blanc in 97, it doesn't matter, but it's at least it's the same appellation. It's not throwing out to you to say that, you know, a Chateau Neuf du Pape, whatever, is going to be the same as, as that one. So there is really coherence in the end result. And I think with time, this is going to get only better and, uh, and, and, and more sophisticated as it is, you know. And yeah, you'll make mistakes, but they're working on it all the time. And it evolves at such a speed that is incredible. I think we do the same conversation in two months time, things are going to be much more accurate by then. Yeah. And then we, we asked from another, from another vintage, not just 1997. So it came out with, with some ideas and I don't know if it from last time it was, it was, it was proper or not, because last time <coughs> there were mistakes and Akosh was looking at it and was saying, Oh, this is wrong. This is not good, etc. It's It's wow. still the same. It's still the same. But so it's still matter. wrong. 
Well, I mean, you cannot compare a 2005 Cheval Blanc to a 1997 or a Chateau Petrus 1998, which is an incredible vintage, to a 1997. But, you know, an Aubryon 1999, yeah, it would stand the chance. Chateau Margot 2000, no. Lafitte 96, mm, questionable. Okay. You know what I mean? But, but, but you, have, you have something that you can start your, you know, if you take five, that means 20% of it is good. That's incredible. Well, presumably, but presumably too, this is taking information from scores and things like that. Absolutely. So it may Absolutely. be your personal view that it is not necessarily correlated to those other wines, but maybe, you know, in terms of the scores that it's gotten and the yeah, sort of pressure or whatever. Yeah. So I think yeah. it's actually kind of a great point for discussion too. And, and yeah, here there's another Absolutely. thing that is important. The way you structure the sentences and the questions will give you a different answer. So if I give if if I give it in the same sentence with give me the wine similar taste profile like Chateau Cheval Blanc, but from other vintages in the same sentence, it's going to give me normally other answers. Here you go, Cheval Blanc two thousand one. You know, there the, the answers are different. They are. You know, at the end of the day, you know, if you look at it, um, wow. it's already incredible. That it can just go in there and even compare a 2001 Pavi Macan, which I have no idea if it resembles 1997 <laughs> or not. I have no clue. <laughs> but now I'm kind of curious to say, oh my God, I got to buy a bottle of Pavi Macan 2001 because if it's really that good, then, you know, I missed something, you know? It's a really good value. Isn't for that awesome? Money. But that's okay. just fantastic. Fantastic. Imagine, I mean, Akos, all of the absolutely. wines you've tasted, that this could actually potentially give you spaces that Absolutely. you're interested in navigating yeah, yeah. No, no question about it i mean you know i it's interesting because you know 1996 uh there was a massive tasting that was done about the 1996 vintage and it came out it was the grand jury european that everyone petrus everybody sent in wine in there and until you live you're not gonna i would never guess it was Socian Malais that beat petrus lafitte mouton everyone right so you know, in, we live in this world where it's great. It's great. You know, there are really underdogs who can actually win in this kind of situation, which is rare <laughs> nowadays. And it's also, it's it's garbage in, garbage out too, right? It also depends yeah, on the questions course. that you ask and the amount of information yeah, so, that you put so that, that's, that's another Absolutely. thing. But what is, what is also very interesting here is the last one. Was 2000 or 2001 a better vintage for Bordeaux red wines? Just uh, because, you know, locally <laughs> in Bordeaux, they were not, you know, there was a fight between the two. Uh but what is in, what is interesting is that if you if you, there's not a certain amount of knowledge in what you're typing and you take only things for face value, you you, you could have a problem. But that's the same for anything. That's the same for you know kids who go on Wikipedia and get the answer for something and put it in without cross checking. That's the same as I still remember when I did my studies a million years ago in Bordeaux. Right, we had Lexi wine, Lexi vin, which is this little mm -hmm. like back and forth dictionary for wine terms. And they always said like, always go back and forth because it can sometimes not be exactly the translation that you're looking for. It's not new or different that you can make mistakes and you can find silly things if you're not taking the time. But I don't think that's ChatGPT's fault. I think that's human error. Yeah, definitely. If you read the answer now, the answer, I don't know if it recorded our conversation, but the answer is actually much more accurate now than it was two days ago. The, okay, the, you the, remember, the I, have, I, have, I have the I, other one. I, it's, it's much more accurate, actually, the description. 
And um, it, it's interesting because obviously the question I the reason why I brought these two vintages up because 2000 being uh, you know the turn of the century, the journalists blew everything up and said you know the best you know vintage of the world, whatever. And then 2001 came along, which widely regarded by the real connoisseurs as being a, yes it is a fresher vintage but a lot of people said it's a better vintage than 2000 and uh, and when we did it the first time it was not that clear cut in the answer whereas now it's actually describing the 2001 vintage much better than it did in the first place yeah, it is which it is, is, it's, it's, it's two days ago yeah, it's, it's only two days, two days ago <laughs> it's ridiculous yeah. right the past I mean, learner. it's fantastic unbelievable well, he, he, right? he knew it was going to be on the show so Pro he probably yes yes <laughs> exactly, exactly. Herself. <laughs> so let me let so, me yeah. share the results of the poll first question do you think ai will revolutionize the world of food and wine yes 31%, no, 60, okay, 70, 30, 70. Do you see AI as a threat? No, 70%, yes, 30%. So will it change? Will it change the world? Will it change the world of restaurants and food? At, at the streamline level, probably yes. But at the high-end level, I don't think that much. I think what, 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 you're, what we saw there with our very own eyes says yes, it will. And and. Not that, not not your, uh -huh. <laughs> not your poll results, but what we saw on your uh, on the on chat, chat GPT. GPT. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I think so. And the fact that the mere fact that you're well, you're alluding to that it's changed over the last two days. So it's learning constantly, mm -hmm. constantly changing and evolving. Uh, and actually, you know, that, that's that could be a little bit scary. But I think that we should embrace it. I think that we should look at this and say, you know, this is amazing. Very much like. Uh, you know the the internet uh, and uh, and how wonderful it is and how it's helping us to evolve. Emily, no, I I, I agree. I think it's it's all second time. <laughs> <laughs> We're on the same page here. I think I think it's you you know you've you, you've also got to read in between the lines and you've got to make your own um, decision mm. and 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 points on what you're reading like anything today be it in a tabloid be it in a newspaper be it online um or even what your friends are posting on instagram it's it's all to be taken with a pinch of salt but i think it will in the long run be helpful and give us all more knowledge yeah and i think you know it's it's like um okay noma might experiment with some crazy weird algae something or other that or some technique that is super out there and it might be that some version of that gets distilled down and actually comes into everyday use in in other restaurants and and kitchens i think okay the the, the technology will go as far out as it can go but there will be good and bad bits of it that filter in and become just normal i mean i can't i'm standing here on my phone in dc doing a podcast with a bunch of people around the world i mean i wouldn't have even been doing this four years ago much less <laughs> 10 or 15 so four years um, ago i didn't know what zoom was <laughs> never even heard, heard about it, it. We, yeah. we learned fast <laughs> i had no clue we, le we, we learned fast yeah, yeah. I think that what we, the way we need to look at AI is an instrument that provides us information 
even faster than we have ever, ever thought that we can get it. But then we need to distill this information. Still, we still have to go through this old fashioned process of understanding, making our own choices, our own, uh, you know, and we just shouldn't take it on face value. Like when you open the newspaper and you read something, you don't take it on face value either. So this is the same thing. I believe that for us, if, you know, if you want to, uh, you know, you used to spend, I don't know, two hours in doing something. Now you can do it within minutes and it's just going to bring it to you. But it's still up to you to decide what you're going to do with that information. And I think this is where, you know, it's great and you shouldn't be afraid of it as long as you are the one who makes the final decision what to do with it. That's how I view it. Okay. So let's not be afraid. We'll talk about that in uh, in, in, in a mm. few months or in a few years. And good Lord. And I actually agree with Akush. So. Oh, my God! It must. It, it must is. be the end of the world. We, oh my God! I need to open. I need to open the mini bar right now. <laughs> we, we found a topic where everybody agrees. <laughs> Anybody oh, wants to say something you. against that? <laughs> Poor Antoine, always trying to no? find something we'll fight about, and we always. It's okay, yeah. we'll, uh, but it's fine. It's fine. We'll see. Anyway, it's there's there's it's it's happening so quickly. That's uh, that mm. that's that's crazy. Uh, one of the things I was wondering. Chefs are known for their taste and how to, to, to marry flavors together. Now, here comes an AI. <laughs> it's going to do machine mm -hmm. learning on all the you know, flavors that go together at the chemical level, whatever, et cetera. And they say, okay, we're going to recreate recipes where you know, chemical compounds <laughs> would make sense together. Um, chefs, what do you do with, with that? I do personally, I think it's a load of bull. Okay. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> it's, it's down to personal taste. Uh, mm -hmm. You know, I, I've been to some very, very well-known three Michelin star restaurants that that have served in front of me and, and some combinations of food, which I absolutely, I thought was disgusting. Um, and th th they would get plaudits and people, you know, dancing around in the streets saying it's the best combination of two food items that has ever been produced, but wow. it's crap. And it certainly didn't do it for me. Um, and it's happened on several occasions. So it's down to personal taste. And I think that's that's the same for the wine industry as mm -hmm. well. At the end of the day, the, the computer may say, this is genius and this is great, but it happens in here and in here. Mm -hmm. And that can never be taken away. I love that. And, and I think we are an, an, uh, an industry which is field of emotions. And you can have the same dish twice within a week and you're not going to feel the same way about it yeah. simply because of the way you feel, the way whom you are with and, and millions of other factors. So, you know, yeah, and I think that's I, the I'm beauty not, of it. I'm, I'm not going to name the restaurant or the certain dishes, but, those, but I'm just thinking of two dishes. They were not good. <laughs> they, they really were and even if i were to taste them again tomorrow i can tell you they were not good. they were not yeah. good <laughs> whatever the person you're with or the yeah. mood you're in mm. no, that's still not that good. taste that taste made me angry <laughs> oh <laughs> wow mm. to make it taste somebody angry that's pretty good yeah no. that's a, yeah yeah I, I don't know did emily have any um bad feelings as well about food Ho hopefully she's not going to say my cooking i wouldn't dare to <laughs> <laughs> i was just um i picked up when 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 we were talking about that i picked up um ah. a book that i like a lot ah le repertoire des saveurs 
Um, which I think has been now in every single language across the world. And it's a book that I sort of enjoy getting inspiration from, from time to time. You just, when we're going through the seasons and, um, one of my favorite season right now actually at the moment where everything green asparagus peas mm. Mm. Um, and you feel that a lot has already been done with those combinations although they're very delicious by themselves and in themselves um i always tend to flick through the repertoire des saveurs and sort of see what they suggest because mm -hmm. sometimes although maybe it does look very wacky and out there there are some amazing combination flavors in there as well that we've tried out and that we love. So although we don't always follow it, it's, it's definitely, I think a nice, a nice way to get the brain going and, and, and trying out new stuff. Nice. Just one pairing, like one thing that was really, well, that, that I yes. pick up. Yeah. I'm going to, I'm, I'm going to do one page and we're going to, um, most of them are obvious i mean when, when you're a chef most of them you're like oh yes definitely yeah, but something that is not obvious at all um so on this page jambon cru ananas oh yeah that's mm -hmm. a... <laughs> oh yeah that's very there's, english there's, there's a whole paragraph on there to say oh. why. So, you know, why not but there's a lot of things where oh, you're yeah. like Yes, definitely. That sounds amazing. Boudin noir chocolat. You see that working? I mean, uh, yeah, you know, that would be. That would well, be. Actually, in Spain, boudin noir chocolat noir, chocolat noir un peu amer. Uh, yes. Hein? Mm. Oh yeah. Oh, fascinating. Fascinating. But you see, you you can chase me out of the world with mint and chocolate. I cannot stand it. I absolutely uh, can't stand it. And everyone in the it. world loves it. Everyone. Yeah, loves I adore it. it. I know, I, I know. And of course, every <laughs> hotel room I go to, they put me the little chocolate thing and mm. every single time it's bloody mint and chocolate. So, you know, <laughs> they can chase me out of this with the word. But hey, everybody's different, you know. <laughs> yeah. To conclude on court, your thumbs up and thumbs down. Uh, there's been a lot of things. I know, Jamie, you have uh, the world to conquer. What's your thumbs up and thumbs down? Yes, um, my thumbs up is definitely these two weeks, New York and DC. It's been absolutely amazing. The welcome for the wines has been great. And we're going to be doing lobbying on Capitol Hill tomorrow and Wednesday. It'll be very exciting. Um, uh, and then I would say my thumbs down. Um, you don't need to. It's I okay. If it's only really positive, it's fine. <laughs> Honestly. The fact that I don't have a glass of wine in my hand because <laughs> I still have to work for a couple hours. Okay, sounds good. Jimmy. Thank you so much. It was so good to see everyone. Bye, bye, bye. Jimmy. Ciao, ciao. Bye, Jimmy. Bye. Bye, bye. Emily, any some thumbs up and thumbs down? No thumbs up, I think. I think I think just 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 thumbs up. I as I said, I agreed with pretty much everything that was said and and, and I think it's a positive. Sounds good. Michelle? Uh, thumbs up, Manchester United won yesterday <laughs> at the football and are into the final of the FA Cup. Thumbs down, there's never any thumbs down, always stay positive. Did you find the frog? No, sadly, no. no, no. That's a thumbs down. That's a thumbs down. <laughs> Akosh. As you know, I'm I'm like Michelle, so you know, forget about the downside. Believe it or not, uh, there's I have actually three things. One is that I met Thierry Henry for the first time in my life yesterday. Yeah. I was Ooh. in shock. I never met him. He is a big lad. Oh, my God. <laughs> very nice, but very big lad. And uh, the other thing, I would like to uh, give a 
uh, cheer to our friend who is uh, watching us here, Martin, who ran the marathon. Uh, uh, and he didn't run it at his own pace, but he took two asthmatic ladies with him and wow. accompanied them as a rabbit to take along to make sure that they finish it to raise money for his charity. So thumbs up, Martin. Congratulations. That was okay. unbelievable effort. And uh, the last one is we became the exclusive distributor of Chateau Petrus in Hungary. Woo! Nice. That is my <laughs> that is my big thumb up. Oh, nice. <laughs> <As well. laughs> nice. Which, by the way, I made a mistake. Chateau Petrus is not a Chateau Petrus. It's just Petrus. There's no chateau. Mm. So they yeah. call it just Petrus, no chateau. Yeah. Sorry, yeah. my yeah. mistake. No need. Yeah. It's okay. We, we won't hold you accountable for that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. Hopefully, Jean Moix is not hearing that. <laughs> So Akos, thank you very much. Uh, no problem. Thank you, everyone. Do, I don't. I don't do thumbs up and thumbs down. But just one thumbs up. I started uh, my half Ironman training again uh, after a long stop during uh, the past month. So it's it's good to be out there. Uh, the knees are kind of okay <laughs> for now. <laughs> Still. <laughs> uh, we are going to take a uh, short break with a uh, a, a video. That was chosen by uh, one of our guests. Uh, I let you enjoy its beautiful music. So, if you need a refill, you can do that now.
Let's get the 